Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. So go to 4, that's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. So right now, go to 4patriots.com slash Ben. That's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben. Shocking the world, and that's the best way I can describe it. Kristen Cinema, who is a re- Democrat in Arizona, has just left the Democratic Party as they were celebrating for barely 24 hours, picking up a 51-49 majority in the Senate. This will be a big change. That 51 will go back to 50. There will be one independent. The question is, who is she going to caucus with and who is she going to vote for in the majority race there? Cinema saying, I'm leaving the Democratic Party and becoming an independent won't be stuck into one party's demands of following without thinking. Now, this is obviously breaking news. This is uh, everything that people are talking about because this would change the Democrats from the 51-49 majority to now going back to basically almost a virtual tie. During an interview with CNN, Jake's Tapper released this morning. Arizona Senator Kristen Sinema announced she's leaving the Democratic Party and becoming an independent. And by doing so, quote, she'll be able to show up to work every day as an independent and not to be stuck into one party's demands following without thinking. I'm going to play this for you as it just happened moments ago on CNN. You're here to make a significant announcement. I've registered as an Arizona independent. I know some people might be a little bit surprised by this, but. Actually, I think it makes a lot of sense. You know, a growing number of Arizonans and people like me just don't feel like we fit neatly into one party's box or the other. And so, like many across the state and the nation, I've decided to leave that partisan process and really just focus on the work that I think matters to Arizona and to our country, which is solving problems and getting things done. So, your voting record is pretty capital D Democratic. I mean, your views are generally that of a moderate centrist Democrat. How does leaving the party change how you do your job? 
Well, I don't think anything will change about how I do my job. Um, Arizonans sent me to the United States Senate to be an independent voice for our state, and I'll continue doing that. What I think is important about this decision and, and this move is that I'll be able to show up to work every day as an independent and not be you know, stuck into one party's demands of following without thinking. And, and as we've seen in recent years, both parties have created this uh, kind of requirement or a pull towards the edges that you just unthinkingly support all of one party's viewpoints. It's made it difficult to find folks who are willing to work together and solve problems. Now, as you know, Jake, we've been able to do a lot of bipartisan work over the last couple of years, and I'm incredibly proud of that. And I think it's important for folks across my state and, and frankly, across the country to say, yep, there's someone, there's someone that's kind of like me, doesn't fit neatly into one box or the other, but is standing up for their values, for what they believe in and is doing it without trying to get one over on the other party or beat the other guy. So let's talk about practically what this means, because you're the chair of at least two subcommittees. You're a member of a number of important committees, including Veterans Affairs. Uh, does this mean that you're no longer going to be in those positions because you're no longer a Democrat and the Democrats control the Senate? Well, I intend to maintain my position on my committees and keep doing the work that I've been doing for Arizona. So I don't think that things will change in terms of how I operate or the work that I do in the United States Senate. So the, uh, ever since uh, Raphael Warnock, Senator Warnock, was reelected earlier this week, the balance of power right now is 51 Democrats, or 51 votes for the Democratic Party. That includes two independents, Angus King of Maine and Bernie Sanders of Vermont. But that's 51, 49. What you're doing today doesn't change that? It's still basically going to be 51-49? Well, I know you have to ask that question, Jake, yeah. but that's kind of a DC thing to worry about. What I'm really focused on is just making sure that I'm doing what I think comports with my values and the values of Arizonans. So when I come to work each day, it'll be the same. I'm going to still come to work and hopefully serve on uh, the same committees I've been serving on and continue to work well with my colleagues of both political parties and I'm not really spending much time worrying about what the mechanics look like for Washington DC and to be honest Jake I don't think anyone in Arizona is caring about that either um, so I don't think things will change much for me and I don't think things will change much for Arizonans Arizona Senator makes the change days after the Democrats pick up 5149 majority now she was counted in that in that number of the 51 so that means they drop now to 5049 she is now an independent. During this interview that was just released, quote, she said, I'll be able to show up to work every day as an independent and not be stuck into one party's demands following without thinking. She said she's registered as an Arizona independent. And I know some people might be a little bit surprised by this, but actually, I think it makes a lot of sense. A growing number of Arizonans and people like me just don't feel like we fit neatly into one party's box or the other. And so like many across the state and the nation, I've decided to leave the partisan process and really focus on the on the work that I think matters to Arizona and to our country, which is solving problems and getting things done. Uh, this is going to be a huge blow to the Democratic Party. Understand that first. OK, this is going to be a massive blow. Uh, here is the second part of what she had to say about her leaving the Democratic Party. This is, again, uh, worst case scenario news for the Democrats. Take a listen. It's also an unusual time because 
the Democrats in Washington feel really good right now. Um, they actually picked up a Senate seat uh, and picked up some governor seats. It's the first time the, the party that controls the White House actually gained Senate and governor seats uh, since 1934. Uh, the wave that was supposed to come, the red wave, didn't actually happen. Kevin McCarthy or the Republicans, maybe Kevin McCarthy will be the speaker, but either way, the Republicans will control the House, but not with the margins they were expecting. Um, this is gonna disappoint a lot of Democrats and they're also gonna feel like they don't understand. Why would you do this at a time when the Democratic Party is having a good week? Well, I think folks at home in Arizona have known me for a very long time and they know who I am. I've always been someone who is focused on getting results, getting things done. And I've never fit neatly into any party box. I've never really tried. I don't want to. And I think that's reflective of how most Arizonans live. You know, Arizonans who aren't affiliated with either party are often the largest group of voters in Arizona. And even those who are affiliated with parties often find that they don't fit 100% into that box. The reality is, is that when we get up in the morning, we don't really think about partisanship. Most people don't wake up and think, okay, well, I've, you know, got to get this Democratic breakfast on the table. I got to get in my Republican car and go to work. That's not how real life is. I, I know it is in this town. But in the rest of the country, people are just living their lives. And so they're not thinking about who's winning and who's losing. But that's what the parties are thinking about, is how do we get one over on this guy? How do we you know, ensure that we're punishing them? How do we continue to win? And what I'm really focused on, and I think the proof is in the pudding of the work I've done in the Senate, I'm really focused on getting results, like actually solving problems. And so, you know, Removing myself from the partisan structure, not only is it true to who I am and how I operate, I also think it'll provide a place of belonging for many folks across the state and the country who also are tired of the partisanship. Well, there's going to be a lot of noise about this from the Democrats, from progressives, from the left. Uh, you know this, um, that um, because of your position working with Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia to push back on some of the efforts, the legislative efforts, and, and change them and moderate them. You've already been a target of the left, and people have been very critical of you. They're going to call you every name in the book after this comes out. They're going to call you a traitor. They're going to call you an ingrate. What are you going to say? Well, I think I'll do what I always do, Jake, which is keep doing the work that I know is important for my state. You know, I, I, I just not worried about folks who may not like this approach. What I am worried about is continuing to do what's right for my state. And there are folks who certainly don't like my approach. We hear about it a lot, but the proof is in the pudding. You know, in the last few years in the Senate, as you and I have just mentioned, I've been honored to lead historic efforts from infrastructure to gun violence prevention, to protecting religious liberty and helping LGBT families feel secure, to the chips and science bill, to the work we've done on veterans issues. The list is really long. And so I think that the results speak for themselves. It's okay if some people aren't comfortable with that approach. Shocking interview here. The Democrats going to be furious as he just mentioned there. Uh, I don't think anything will change about how I do my job, she said. Also saying now, as you know, Jake, we've been able to do a lot of bipartisan work over the last couple of years. <clears throat> Not sure that's true, by the way, but let's just go with it for a second. 
And I'm incredibly proud of that. I think it's important for folks across my state, frankly, across the country to say, yep, there's someone that's kind of like me, doesn't fit neatly into one box or the other, but is standing up for their values. Cinema also say that she intends to maintain my position on the committees and keep doing the work that I've been doing for Arizona. So I think that th- that things will change in terms of how I operate or work that I do in the United States Senate. After Tapper, as you heard there, asked her uh, if her switch will change the balance of the Senate being 51-49 with the other two independents voting with the Democrats. Cinema responded, I know you have to ask that question, Jake, but I think that's kind of a D.C. thing to worry about. No, it's not really. It's control of Congress, so that's stupid to say that, but whatever. Um, what she will do, we don't know yet. This is a very interesting, interesting move. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Arizona Governor-elect Katie Hobbs, now been outed, helped censor social media speech while Secretary of State. That's right. While serving as Secretary of State, Governor-elect Katie Hobbs played a role in the censorship of social media speech, according to documents submitted as part of discovery. In the case, Missouri v. Biden, Hobbs' office reached out to the Center for Internet Security, CIS, a nonprofit that acts as a mediator between government entities and social media companies to request a review of Twitter's post claiming that Arizona's voter registration system was owned and operated by foreign actors. This is an attempt to further undermine confidence in the election institutions in Arizona, Hobbs' office stated at the time. Within 30 minutes... Twitter told CIS that it would escalate their issue with the posts. About seven hours later, Twitter notified CIS that it deleted the offending posts. The entire exchange took place on January the 7th last year, the day after the Capitol riots. Both tweets were removed from service, stated Twitter. Now we have the breaking news. Emails leaked to reveal that the Arizona Secretary of State, Katie Hobbs, was in regular communication with Twitter, telling them literally who to censor. Now she's going to be the governor. In the months following the exchange, revealed in court filings, Hobbs focused on publicizing her view of danger that misinformation and disinformation posed. She even put out tweets like this. It said, lies, conspiracy theories, and disinformation posed a real threat to our democracy. She tweeted that last April. 
until the legislature is willing to commit to funding robust, robust public education efforts around our elections, open and transparent partnerships like this will continue to be vital. Hobbs also alluded to her work in eradicating speech deemed misinformation or disinformation while on the campaign trail last September, saying, I fought against misinformation and even death threats to defend Arizona elections, Hobbs wrote. I'll always fight the spread of misinformation, never back down from telling the truth. We can't let the conspiracy theories theorists win, she went on to say. Now, after the discovery of Hobbs' intervention in social media speech went viral over the weekend, Hobbs' team engaged with mainstream media outlets to counter the controversy. Allie Bones, Hobbs' Assistant Secretary of State and incoming Chief of Staff, shared a statement with various outlets asserting that it was the Secretary of State's job to not only inform voters, but to get rid of what they deemed not to be true. Bones dismissed concerns about the government's control over online speech, insisting that the CIS arrangement was the norm, saying, quote, One of the ways we make sure that voters are informed is by working to counter disinformation online that can confuse voters. Bones derived the GOP leaders who called for an investigation into the incoming Governor Hobbs, claiming they were taking the speech monitoring arrangement out of context. The email exchange is from January of 2021. Screenshots are not out are out there. Not only was it taken entirely out of context, they claim, it has nothing to do with this year's midterm elections, Bones said. This is yet another example of conspiracy theorists trying to create chaos and confusion by casting doubt over our election system. It's unfair to Arizona voters and it's harmful to our democracy. Bones told Axios that seeking to remove the Verifiably false information is not silencing dissent. CIS operates as a middleman of sorts for government agencies or officials and social media companies. Its Election Infrastructure Information Sharing Analyst Center, also known as LISAC, operates a situation awareness room to coordinate government and private companies concerning information, dissemination, and other election threats in the 2020 elections. CIS noted in a 2020 report that it leveraged relationships with elected officials as its past and its past work in correcting election misinformation to create the communications hub. They said, quote, the groundbreaking single point of coordination to federal, state, local and private partners allowed all relevant stakeholders to quickly review incoming information, establish ground truths and respond accordingly to the threats. The ISAC served as a central hub for election officials to report misinformation about the election infrastructure during the 2020 general election. So they're proud of this, saying there's nothing wrong here. This is totally normal. Really? I want you to now hear what Senator Johnson was saying. I was going to play this a moment ago, but I wanted to tell you about Katie Hobbs and listen to the questions he was asked by Hannity about these bigger issues with the Twitter files, the FBI, media, and big tech. Are they all complicit working together? I would say yes. Take a listen. Ask you about this issue, how the FBI on a weekly basis was warning big tech companies. I know you and Senator Grassley are going to have a lot of FBI whistleblowers coming out and speaking publicly and, and getting their testimony. 
But the FBI meeting weekly with all these big tech companies, uh, warning them of a potential hack and leak operation. We know that the former head of site integrity for Twitter, a guy by the name of Yoel Roth, that he's testified under oath that, in fact, the FBI specifically mentioned you might get information about Hunter Biden. Uh, but yet we know that the FBI had Hunter Biden's laptop. For 11 months prior to the 2020 election, they knew what was in there. They had plenty of time to vet it uh, and find out that it was is it was, in fact, his laptop. And then we're finding out why would the FBI be warning big tech companies not to report a story that they should have known by that point was true, that that was Hunter's laptop. In other words, did the FBI put their finger on the scale like they did in 2016 in order to help a Democratic presidential candidate? Yes, they did, and they did it way before October of 2020. I mean, it, it certainly starts explaining why we received that unsolicited briefing from the FBI in August 2006. Uh, they knew, FBI knew that uh, Chuck Grassley and I were investigating Hunter Biden. Uh, so they're, they're out there talking to not only us, but also you know, these uh, social media companies and saying, you know, there just might be some hacking going on here of, of candidates, uh, family members. And, you know, who knows? They could take that hack material and turn it into disinformation. Pe people like on Hunter Biden, they were already setting the stage because they knew the Hunter Biden computers out there. They basically threatened in a veiled attempt or veiled way. Uh, Mr. McIsaac, you know, boy, people that talk, uh, don't get in trouble. Uh, don't get hurt. Uh, and so they were just laying the groundwork in case that computer ever surfaced to sabotage it by, by, by labeling it misinformation. You know, what was their coordination with the 51 intelligence uh, officials that wrote that letter that helped uh, interfere in our election? So you know, there's no doubt about it. This corruption was occurring all through 2020. We had uh, Democrats in Congress also trying to uh, do everything they could to undermine Senator Grassley's and my uh, uh, efforts. So I have no idea how coordinated, but it sure seems pretty coordinated effort by Democrats in Congress, the FBI, uh, the mainstream media and the social media companies. So did they, if you use the words of Elon Musk, he talked about, for example, the very definition of you shutting down uh, dissenting voices. It is by its very definition, election interference. Uh, we know that the FBI was telling all of these big tech companies warning them, oh, they, they might have these these hack and leak operations. you got to be on the lookout for it. And in fact, you don't want to disseminate information that turns out to be false. Um, now, they had the laptop. Did they not know after 11 months of having the laptop? Now they've had it three years that in fact that it was legitimately Hunter Biden's laptop and shouldn't they have known? And if they did know, it, wh why would they knowingly be lying to big tech companies about a story like that? Because they're partisans and they're tipping the scales. And yes, they interfered in the 2020 election to a far greater extent than anything Russia ever could have hoped to accomplish. And quite honestly, Sean, by giving me that briefing in August and then leaking it and smearing me in May of 2021, they also interfered in the Wisconsin Senate election as well. So we, we've got a real problem in, in the FBI. But again, the, the media and big tech um, social media giants are also complicit and corrupt as well. This is a much bigger story than just the Twitter files. By the way, it, Ron Johnson's right. This is much bigger than the Twitter files. This was a coordinated effort that happened on a regular basis all across big tech from the Democratic Party. That's just the truth. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Also, other shocking news, uh, the Twitter files have been released, part two. No, I and many other conservatives were not paranoid. We were not um, diving into conspiracy theories. It was a fact that we all knew was true, but now we have the proof. Twitter was shadow banning and silencing conservatives on a regular daily basis for years. They censor conservatives. They silence conservatives. They made it where they couldn't, their tweets wouldn't be seen. A new Twitter file investigation has revealed that many tools, there were many tools that the company executives employed to blacklist and shadow ban conservatives. So even though you had your account, no one was seeing what you were saying. The thread posted to Elon Musk's platform revealed that the internal Twitter name for shadow banning is visibly filtering, quote-unquote. Released by former New York Times reporter Barry Weiss and yet another lengthy Twitter thread, the revelation on Thursday showed that several mainstream conservative voices from Charlie Kirk to Dan Bongino were shadow banned by the social media company under the rubrics of visibly filtering, or VF. At one point, Twitter even placed Stanford professor, a Stanford professor under the label Trends Blacklist. Why was that Stanford professor put under Trends Blacklist? Quote, for arguing that coronavirus lockdowns would harm children. Per Weiss, this is the reporter's words. Twitter once had a mission, quote, to give everyone the power to create and share ideas and information instantly without barriers. Along the way, barriers nevertheless were erected. Take, for example, Stanford's Dr. J. Bhattacharya, who argued that COVID lockdowns would harm children. Twitter secretly placed him on a trends blacklist, which prevented his tweets from, tw- from twending, trending on the platform no matter what. You can also consider the popular right-wing talk show host, Dan Bongino, who at one point was slapped with a search blacklist, meaning you couldn't find him. Twitter set the account of conservative activist Charlie Kirk to a setting they had internally called Do Not Amplify so that you couldn't make his points bigger and other people would actually see them. They had things like trends, blacklist, and the list went on and on. This was shocking. Twitter set the account, as I said, of conservative activist Charlie Kirk to Do Not Amplify, so no matter what he shared, it wouldn't get big. As Weiss and multiple conservative commentators pointed out, Twitter routinely 
denied shadow banning voices, especially based on political viewpoints or ideology. While shadow banning might not be the term that Twitter employed, the company still performed the, cens- the, the censorship practice under the banner of visibility f- filtering or VF in their documents. They had a setting. They could go into their platform, click the VF button, and bam, you lost your ability to reach society. According to Weiss, multiple high-level sources confirmed that visibility filtering took place. Quote, think about visibility filtering as being a way for us to suppress what people see to different levels. It's a very powerful tool. That's what one senior employee is quoted as having told Weiss. We control visibility quite a bit, and we control the amplification of your content quite a bit. And normal people do not know how much we do, said one anonymous engineer, which two other Twitter employees also confirmed. Barry Weiss further profiled efforts by Twitter executives to censor accounts like Libs of TikTok, which Breitbart News uh, is going to cover more extensively as the investigation unfolds. Recently, former Twitter safety executive Yoel Roth, who quit after billionaire Elon Musk acquired the company, defended the platform's decision to censor Christian satire site The Babylon Bee for calling transgendered HHS secretary Dr. Rachel Levine, a man. Now, before I get into any more of the insanity of these people on the left, I want to tell you real quick about legacy precious metals. You know what's happening with inflation. You know what's happening with people now talking about the idea of recession. You know what's happening with supply chain issues. And you know what's been happening with your retirement account. If you are not diversified with part of your financial strategy involving precious metals, now is the time to call the people that I use and trust legacy precious metals. You can get the free investor's guide on gold and silver, precious metal investing, and how to diversify your portfolio. We have seen that they want to raise taxes. We are seeing a skyrocketing of our national debt. And if your retirement is in only investments that are directly connected to the market, you need to take a look at legacy precious metals. Call and get the free investor's guide right now from them. one 866 751 2218. That's 1 866 751 2218. Or online at Legacy PM Investments. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Uh, I want to get to something else that we've been talking about, and that is what's going to happen in Washington, D.C. with Joe Biden, James Biden, Hunter Biden. Jim Jordan and and uh, and James Comer both uh, are going to start major investigations when Republicans take back the House. Part uh, of their goal is to just do what should have been done before. They also know the Democrats are not going to focus on this. They never would. And they're going to have an uphill battle, but they're not going to back down from this. I want you to listen to what they had to say to Hannity about how their dueling investigations are going to work and what their goal is overall on how they're going to have success or even victory, if you want to call it that. Take a listen. Now that we know the FBI had this laptop for 11 months, there are, there's low-hanging fruit crimes, but that's not the big one. The, you said when you made your announcement about your investigation, this is an investigation into the president of the United States. That laptop 
implicates Joe Biden. We have photographs that prove that he was uh, with Hunter and his foreign business associates. We know that he went and attended meetings with foreign business associates and Hunter. We know Hunter bitches and moans and groans and complains. He's paying dad or pops all this money. So the question here is, is this the biggest influence peddling scandal Congress is investigating? Absolutely. Uh, there's nothing like it in the history of America. We've never had a family that has influence peddled to this degree. And if you look at the, the whole purpose of what we're talking about today, it's because this investigation of the Biden family influence peddling, the evidence is based a lot in part with what it, the documents are and the data is on the laptop. So, Sean, I'm breaking on your show tonight based on the internal documents that Elon Musk released this weekend. The Oversight Committee will be sending a letter tomorrow morning to the three Twitter employees, Ms. Gaddy, uh, Roth and Baker, that were implicated in the cover up of the laptop story. Three letters uh, requesting their presence in front of the Oversight Committee in January. But but wasn't the FBI putting pressure on big tech companies? Oh, you, you, you're going to try. Go ahead, sir. Right. And, and what what we're going to ask them is who was influencing your decision making? Did you do this unilaterally? Or did you do this based on uh, what you were told from the Biden campaign, from the Democrat National Committee, or even worse, and as I suspect, from the FBI? This is going to be an opportunity for the American people to hear directly from the three Twitter employees implicated in the data release that, that uh, Elon Musk just dumped this weekend. So uh, they're going to have a few weeks to get their stories straight, and they're going to be able to come under oath in front of the House Oversight Committee and tell the American people what really happened and why. Why were they so intent on suppressing this story? And Jim Jordan, as the head of judiciary, your investigation will be working in tandem with Congressman Comer because you're looking into whether or not, based on whistleblower testimony, among other things, whether or not our FBI has been politicized and our Department of Justice yeah. weaponized. Uh, what is your take on the fact that they were, had weekly meetings warning these big tech companies, oh, be on the lookout. Uh, they, they're probably going to give you hack material. Some of it may be about Hunter Biden. Were they trying to prevent big tech from letting that story go out? Why didn't they do anything for the 11 months that they had the laptop themselves? They could have been investigating right. all of this. So, Sean, the answer to your question, who at the FBI was responsible for suppressing this story and, and going and briefing these big tech platforms? The answer to Clay's question, who is that key person? We know where to start. Timothy Tebolt. That's where you start because a whistleblower, FBI agent as a whistleblower, went to Senator Grassley and said, this is the guy who was pushing to suppress the Hunter Biden story. His name also came up with a different whistleblower who came to us. So the place you start is with Timothy Tebolt to get the answers. But here's the key fact. The guy that, that, that Jim Baker, that Mr. Comer just mentioned, that's the key because Jim Baker was the chief counsel at the FBI back when they spied on President Trump's campaign. And then Jim Baker, Shazam, goes to Twitter and is their general counsel and is the one who did the email saying, well, it's reasonable to assume that this is a hacking operation and therefore we can, we can throttle back the story about the Hunter Biden laptop. 
So that's where you start, right? Jim Baker and Timothy Tebolt. And we have been trying to get Mr. Tebolt in for a deposition. We will make sure that happens in January. Jamie's already working on Mr. Baker. That's how you get to the bottom of this. And the way you stop it is to get the facts, everything out there. Like Elon Musk has started, but we're going to continue. You get the facts out there. That's the first step into making sure this kind of baloney and garbage never happens again. Jim Jordan, is Elon Musk right when he says that when you shut down dissenting voices, that is by very definition, election interference, do you agree that the media was complicit yes. in lying to the American public uh, and acting as the propaganda arm of the Democratic Party? And do you believe that the FBI is behind all that pressure to prevent big I mean, tech sure, from publishing that story to help Joe Biden get elected? Yeah, it sure looks because remember, the 51 former intel officials send a letter says it has all the classic earmarks of a Russian disinformation operation. The real disinformation operation was the one the FBI and big tech were running on the American people. And Jim Baker was at the heart of it. So let's get him in here to talk to Jamie and his team. And then we'll get Timothy Tebolt into the Judiciary Committee, to talk to him and get to the bottom of it, as I said. So we get the facts to the American people. Jim Como, we'll give you the last word tonight. Well, remember, Sean, the whole purpose of this investigation is to determine whether or not this White House is compromised. When you look at all the bad policies coming out of this White House, especially with respect to things like energy policy uh, and the fact that Biden's trying to embrace this Green New Deal, who wants the Green New Deal more than anyone other than a few liberals in California? China. They want to put us at a competitive disadvantage. So a lot of the bad decisions this administration's making may be because they're compromised because of the millions of dollars that they receive through influence peddling from our adversaries in China, Russia, and the Middle East. That's why we're investigating the Biden family, and that's why we're going to uh, kick into high gear and in January once we have subpoena power and the gavel. And you are investigating the president as, of the United States for influence yes. peddling. Is that correct? Absolutely. That is the investigation. Yes, sir. Influence peddling. Did you hear that? Influence peddling. That is what's being investigated by James Comer. These will be two different investigations, dueling investigations. Are they important to this country? You better believe it. Now, Democrats are going to have to figure out what they're going to do here, and the media is trying to figure it out, too. Do you want to get rid of Joe Biden? Is he the useful idiot that's no longer useful? Many Democrats are afraid because of the midterms he is going to run for re-election because they're able to hold the Senate, especially now, uh, by increasing their majority in the Senate, which is just insane with how bad the economy was. I also, as I said earlier, think there's no doubt about it. We have to have a conversation about candidate quality. All right. Lastly, please make sure you hit that subscribe button or auto download button wherever you are listening to this podcast right now. And take a moment to write us a five star review. Uh, many on the left have been attacking our podcast, writing us bad reviews on purpose. So if you would help us fight back by writing us a good review, a five star review and share this podcast with your family and friends on social media to help us grow. See you back here tomorrow. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. A couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on, but we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. 
More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.